0: This is the MoveChannel.com's property inspector, taking a closer look at global real estate each month. Earlier in July, Detroit became the biggest US city in history to file for bankruptcy. The city got up an estimated total deficit of $18.5 billion. As the application awaits approval, the MoveChannel.com's podcast asks, what's next for Detroit? I interrogated Chris Stead, director of property investor house, who specialised in Detroit real estate, to find out where Motor City goes from here. Chris, thanks for joining me. $18.5 Eighteen point five billion dollars. It's a big number. was it wasn't expected.
1: Certainly, it it is a big number, and um, Detroit is, you know, obviously well well documented now for being the biggest city, um, the largest city um, in in the U.S. to file for bankruptcy. And um, I, what I will say is, uh, people on the ground, the media local media in the detroit area have the whispers have been going around for a number of years that this is certainly on the cards and um, yes although the 18 billion dollar figure uh, is is a big one you know nine billion of it's almost half just over half actually of um the total debt is legacy costs so you know uh, it's the unfunded Liabilities of the city's retirement um, and the health care and the pensions. Certainly, one of the reasons why Kevin Orr, the emergency managers, um, really decided to go this route was it gives the city a chance for the majority of this debt to be sort of
0: taken off. So, you think this is a chance for a fresh start? If it goes according to plan,
1: um, then certainly Detroit will be coming back a lot stronger and leaner, which is the whole point of a bankruptcy, you know, is to allow, um, whether it's a company, whether it's a city, to come back stronger and leaner um, and get rid of those huge uh, legacy costs. Then what the city will also do is they will downsize. Right now, the city of Detroit's is hugely overstaffed. Um, you know, they have about 12,000 city employees compared with you know, other US cities, which on average employ 6,000.
0: It's better to be honest about the level of deficit rather than just
1: pretend everything's fine. And well, they have been for decades, and that's been the problem, you know. and um, They have sort of been going on and um, <laughs> hoping that things would just get better. And the reality is, you know um, if 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 you don't do something about it uh, it can't get better so really um again kevin hall he he had very little option you know this is the uh, this is exactly what detroit needs um it couldn't continue on this path it was just getting deeper into debt and um certainly to file for bankruptcy um and and wipe the state clean and start fresh is 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 certainly the way to go.
0: Of course, Detroit isn't the first city to file for bankruptcy. It's
1: it's just the largest, you know. Um, Three cities in California last year filed for bankruptcy, and their housing markets have all rebounded very, very strongly. So San Bernardino filed in August 2012. Uh, House prices increased just over 30% uh, year on year. Stockton, California was another one. They filed in June 2012. And house prices there rose 24% year on year, and then Mammoth Lakes in California was the other one, and again a year later the house prices were 13% higher. So actually, um, there is no correlation between you know a bankrupt city and a housing decline. <laughs> you know, it, it certainly looks like it, it tends to go the other way because it's the uncertainty. that really doesn't drive growth and investor confidence and local people's confidence to buy.
0: If there's anything the Eurozone has taught us, it's that uncertainty can be a very big deterrent for investors.
1: The uncertainty obviously it it hinders and I think if you can take that uncertainty off the table and um, certainly they'll come back and they'll have a you know probably a 10-point plan and they'll make it crystal clear this is what's going to happen and they'll take that uncertainty off the table. Um, I think that'll give a, a lot of confidence to you know local people uh, as well as obviously you know in, investors from from out of state and out of country.
0: There have been a lot of foreclosures in Detroit. I remember quite clearly a house going up for sale for just
1: one dollar uh, It's well documented that there's some really parts that you wouldn't want to buy in um certainly, there's some streets and some neighborhoods where People just don't go, you know, there's a lot of homes that are run down, vacants, tenants certainly wouldn't want to live there, you wouldn't want to buy there, and uh, of course those homes will be, you could sell them for $1 all day long because uh, nobody wants to buy them, Um, you know, nobody wants to live there. Uh, obviously those homes would of course need probably $20,000 worth of refurb and they'll have delinquent taxes and water bills that would need sorting out as well. So um, it's very easy to look at the low price and think oh, wow, you know, these, you can go in there and uh, buy five houses for $5. You know, it's, you've got to, if you, if you want to make money in the Detroit market, as always, wherever you buy, in any city, in any country, it's about the location. Certainly the houses that we offer at Property Investment House, um, we offer good houses on good streets, good neighborhoods, that when we advertise them for rents, we get 20, 30 phone calls from tenants wanting to live there. And um, those houses refurbished to a high standard um, that is going to pass city inspections where all the electrics and plumbing and heating are all checked. Those homes are easily worth, you know, uh, thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars 35000 which is around the price we our starting prices for a three-bed detached home. Um, anything less than that, we, we price the units to sell volume um, so that we can you know, dominate the space. Um, certainly, if you're, if you're being offered homes for any less than that, you know, you, you've got to be quite careful because it may not be in the most desirable of areas.
0: Is that antenna demand still high despite the population drop? 2 million in the 1950s, around 700,000 now. The drop's really quite severe. There are something like 78,000 abandoned buildings, aren't
1: there? Again, those, the parts of the city that are run down and vacant, you know, that the, the population has declined, well, so is the size of the city, you know? So there's certain blocks and neighbourhoods that the city have already allocated to you know, to rezoning and demolishing and and um, so, but what I will also say is, again, just like uh, in London and the UK and uh, other parts of the world, after the recession, a lot of people lost their jobs at a downsize, they, they couldn't get loans, they couldn't get mortgages, and um, they're forced into rented accommodation. So all of those people, um, you know, you notice that rent rent prices are, are on the app and they, and they they have been pretty much since the recession um, because all of those people that were going to buy are forced into rented and that that's exactly the same in Detroit so uh, rental demand has been very very strong because the majority of our tenants can't qualify for a mortgage uh, the banks aren't actively lending, and uh, that's why there's a real opportunity for investors that have uh, the liquid cash you know, that have the, the, the 23,000 pound or the $33,000 to go in and buy buy a home. And these homes are solid brick uh, homes. I know the first time we went to Detroit, we were very, very pleasantly surprised at the leafy streets um, and how well the homes are built. Um, and certainly you find the newer builds you know, over the last 20 years or so, um, especially in the U.S. as well, they're not solid brick homes. And the Detroit ones, the architecture is very pretty, and the homes are very, very solid. Um, so, again, the, the value in the market is that these homes that are fully refurbished and tenanted, selling for thirty-three, thirty-four thousand dollars 34000 would actually cost around $80,000 to build. So we're selling for significantly less the cost build.
0: Now, if we rewind one year, in July 2012, house prices climbed by 12.2% in Detroit year-on-year. What's happened since then? Have they continued to rise?
1: It's been rising steadily for you know a number of years. Um, the reality is, is house prices right now are great value. They are on the up. They have been rising for uh, the last couple of years, but still... Uh, excellent value, still probably 65%, 70% less than they were at the peak of the market. So, uh, you know, the, the the future, we believe, and I think a lot of people, very wealthy businessmen and successful businessmen in the Detroit area are seeing it as a as a buying opportunity. So I'll just mention Dan Gilbert. He's a, uh, one of the wealthiest businessmen and most successful businessmen from the Detroit area. Over the last three years, and he knew the bankruptcy was on the table. Um, during that period, uh, he's he's bought around 30 buildings um, uh, over that three-year period, and he's a strong believer that things are, are going to get better, and um, Detroit is going to is is going to be a city for the future.
0: Do you think house prices will drop again if the bankruptcy application
1: is approved? A temporary blip, maybe for a month, uh, who knows? You know, we certainly don't have a a crystal ball. But um, again, if you look at the three cities that filed in California last year, certainly a 12-month chart, whether the first two months there was a little dip or not, the 12-month chart certainly shows that they rebounded, you know, upwards of between 13 and 30%. So... Even if there is a little blip for a month or two, and you know, we'll have to wait and see when the when the when the when the next charts are revealed. The signs and the evidence is there that um, if you just looked at this is not this is pure fact. Three cities last year in California went bankrupt, and they all had huge capital uh, appreciation gains uh, the 12 months following. So there's certainly no evidence to suggest that house prices will come down at all.
0: You say this can act as a fresh start, a clean slate for the city. Do you think this is effectively the bottom of the market
1: now for investors? It's a difficult one. Again, if you look at a housing chart of the Detroit market over the last few years, certainly the bottom of the market seems as though it was about two years ago. Um, if you look at the areas that we focus on, again, not all areas are, are good areas, so um, but certainly the areas that we focus on, it looks as though the the bottom of the market was about two years ago now that doesn 't mean that uh, you know people have missed out uh, investors have missed out if they did want to get involved because it 's actually quite nice to miss uh, the first you know ten twenty twenty five percent of the upturn because you know that actually. You're not catching a falling knife, you know. If if you get in and there's and there's no, there's just a downward trend, you 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 might have been a year, two years early. You might lose twenty, thirty percent on your investment. So because house prices have come down so much, and um, again, a lot of these homes were a hundred, hundred and ten, hundred and twenty thousand dollars. We're selling them for thirty-five. It doesn't matter that they've gone up from twenty-five to thirty-five. There's still you know, you know that they're on an uptrend. Um, the chart is telling you how home prices are going back up, and you've missed the first little, you know, year or two and twenty, twenty-five percent. But you've still got uh, another, you know, sixty, sixty percent, seventy percent, eighty percent to go. So uh, remember that. Although they've they're down thirty percent from their peaks, that means they need to go up, you know, two hundred to three hundred percent to get back to. Uh, their peak value. So, if you've missed the first twenty, thirty percent of the market, you've only missed the first potential ten percent um, of. If house prices get back to their peak values, you know investors could uh, double or triple uh, their money.
0: Do you think house prices will return to their peak values? Is that possible in the next, say, ten years?
1: Again, it's it's, it's a difficult one. But certainly, if you if you look, if if they continue to go up as they have been. Um, over the last couple of years, then, yeah, uh, we do see that happening. Um, again, Kevin Orr is part of this bankruptcy plan. Um, he's he's put in there that um, Detroit should put aside uh, $1.25 billion um, towards investing back into the city over the next 10 years. So an awful lot of money is going to be spent on... Um, you know, demolishing the homes and the areas and the streets that are um, just derelict and abandoned. Um, there's going to be new projects that they'll, that they'll um, develop and start in those areas. So there's a lot happening. You know, there's a lot of private investment, there's a lot of government investment that's going to go back into the city um, over the next 10 years. And certainly, um, that's going to make a big difference to the desirability of of Detroit. Already, um, there's a lot of um, under 35s moving to Detroit um, because of all the tech startups and the and the and the the great value in rents. And you know, you've got to remember that um, there's a lot of companies that are actually moving to Detroit because. The rents the office rents and it's very cheap for staff to go and move there it's very cheap for any companies to go and set up there now and there's some grants in place for companies starting up and you know you can significantly save um, uh, probably uh, you know a lot of these companies are saving half uh, on office office rents um, so it's very desirable there's probably no cheaper more affordable place for a for a company to go and set up than in Detroit, um, as far as uh, the U.S. goes right now.
0: And do you think Detroit's bankruptcy will impact the national housing recovery
1: at all? We don't. Uh, and, and again, you know, there's there's certainly, um, you know, there's signs, yes, this is the biggest city to file for bankruptcy, but I think it was the uncertainty that was really holding back. And I think uh, house prices, uh, it's one of the reasons why house prices were so deflated and so low and um, was you know this was baked in and it has been you know in the in the sell prices and in the housing market for a number of years um the uncertainty so i think now that kevin nor has this plan and it does look as though the bankruptcy will go ahead um certainly i think the uncertainty is off the table and um, many many investors will see this as a buying opportunity and the start of um you know, a continued uptrend uh, in the housing market and population growth um i think you'll see a lot of people moving to detroit that certainly is evidenced already um uh, in the in the under 35 age age group category and that's with degrees people are moving into detroit um looking for work um and, and that's been happening again for the last couple of years as well
0: and finally how confident are you feeling in the city as a whole
1: the private sector is is obviously also hugely important and, you know, Detroit is known as Motor City and um, very reliant on Chrysler Ford and GM doing well and, and the, the big three auto companies had their best month in business uh, in June, so last month they had their best month in business for five years and so, you know, they're doing very, very well, the private sector is doing very well and there's more companies starting, there's more companies growing, there's more companies moving to Detroit. And um, certainly, um, once the city sorts itself out and uh, streamlines and comes back um, leaner and and stronger, then certainly you're going to have a a private sector that's growing and on the up. and you'll have a city that's um, downsized and... Streamlined, And I think that's a winning combination to do with all. Uh, and then you couple in, you know, over uh, over a billion dollars that they're going to be investing in the city um, in, in, in the public sector and the services and the lights and you know, all of these issues um, that have really been holding the city back. Also, property taxes, you know, property tax and, and income tax has been one of the highest in the in the whole of America for for a number of years. And because they've been so high, people have been very reluctant to pay property taxes. And that's been also one of the reasons why Detroit is, um, you know, did get into the financial mess that it got into. So, again, part of the restructuring plan is that the property taxes um, and the income taxes are revisited. And um, it's, everybody is saying that, um, and even Kevin, Kevin Orr, the emergency manager, is saying that, Property taxes should come down, and uh, I think you'll see that they will come down. And obviously, that means you know, investors that are buying homes now, um, their yield will go up as the as the property taxes uh, come down over the coming years. Um, and certainly, so lower property taxes, uh, lower income tax is also going to be a brilliant thing for Detroit.
0: Chris, thank you very much. What do you think is next for Detroit? Is this just a pit stop until Motor City accelerates? Get in touch with me on facebook.com slash the move channel or tweet me at the move channel. The Property Inspector will return next month.